Hi, I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. Welcome to my podcast. A space where we motivate, encourage, and help each other walk boldly in our journeys with God. Each week, we discuss lessons from the Bible, relevant topics, and much more. So grab your Bible, bring your coffee and pens, and let's dive straight into today's episode. I'm your host, Rumbi Tsachimisa, and welcome to Just a Normal Christian Girl podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Just a Normal Christian Girl podcast. In today's episode, I will be having a conversation with Pastor Terry Nightingale. He is a pastor serving in Perth, Western Australia. He is a father. He is a husband. He's a fellow podcaster like me. His podcast is called Four Minute Devotionals. He's also an author. His book is called Looking Back to Move Forward, Embracing Setbacks for Greater Fruitfulness, which is what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. But without further ado, welcome to the show, Pastor Terry. How are you? Thank you. Hey, I'm good. Thanks, Rumbi. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, I'm so excited that you're here. But before we get into your book, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, I'm probably very old compared to your listeners. Uh, so I'm I'm actually a grandfather now as well. Congratulations. Um, so <laughs> yes, thank you. And uh, so I've actually got four grandkids, which makes me feel really old. Um, and we got a, a fifth one on the way as well. So that's really great. Uh, but I'm actually English. So I married an Aussie. Um, and we have been married for get this 35 years that's a long time 35 years congratulations awesome and I love my wife even more than what the day we got married uh so that's great marriage is is a great thing and um so yeah so uh we're actually about to celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary next week um and so she's an she's an Aussie as she grew up here um uh, but we met in England and we we lived in England for a long time and I um uh, uh but then we felt to come out here and what I usually say to people is we arrived in 2003 for one year and we're still here we just love the place so much um because western australia is like paradise it's just the best place on earth because it's just got beautiful beaches and just lovely really great temperatures you know it's just a nice place to live yeah well that's great so can you tell me about the process of getting into writing and then what eventually inspired you to write this book because I know you started off in an educational background and then you went off and studied to become a pastor Yes, that's right. So I was a teacher for a long time um, in Christian schools um, in the UK and in Australia. Um, And I've always been a little bit interested in writing. You know, it's a great way to express yourself, you know, and maybe some people listening might be into journaling or writing poetry or writing song words and and that kind of thing. I've always been a little bit into that. Um, I've I've been into music since I was a teenager and I've always been into writing, you know, song song lyrics and that kind of thing. Uh, But I became more interested in writing when I had an idea for a, a novel um, and my wife and I are really into sci-fi, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you're into sci-fi, 
Rumby, but we we love all you know Star Wars and Star Trek and all that stuff. We love all that. And um, uh, I ha- I this is this is going to sound really weird, but I had a dream one night, of, uh, uh, and it was a story, right? It was a it was a time travel story in my dream, and I I woke up and I thought, wow, what a cool story! I've got to write this down, and so. Um, but, you know, sometimes you dream things and then you forget about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I quickly wrote down the basic story of the dream that I'd had. And I thought that would make a really great story. And so for the next year, I was working on just writing a novel based on this dream that I'd had. And uh, I finished it. And um, I thought, well, I wonder if anybody would like to publish this because I think it's a good story. You know, the short version of my long story is that I couldn't get a publisher. And uh, so I decided to self-publish um, and I sold a, f- you know, I sold a few copies, um, but that's as far as it went. But I learned something because, so that was back in 2004 that I did that. And uh, I learned something because, what is this? It's 2022 now, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, almost almost 20 years later, um, uh, well, it would have been about two or three years ago, I had a look at this book again, right? And I've been doing lots of writing since then. And I had a look at this book and I started reading it and I thought, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> this is this is awful. You know, this is just a word, you know, and just, you know, things, some sentences not, not constructed very well and, and some plot, you know, some things just not developed very well yeah. in the book. And I thought, I thought, wow, I was, I was, and I'm still in a journey of writing and learning how to improve and all that kind of thing. So I'm not surprised that I couldn't get a publisher back then because I was still learning, you know. Um, and um, I and I, I think that's one of the things that I I guess I try to say to people is that you know when God gives you a uh, something on your heart to do like writing or music or art or whatever it is you know when God puts something on your heart that doesn't mean he's gonna like download everything and you're gonna be mega a brilliant on day one you know um, it means we've got to work at it you know we've got to work hard at it we've got to craft it we've got to make things better you know and that means you fail a lot right because yeah. you know that means, you know, if you're an artist or something, you're going to paint stuff that's maybe not that good and you're going to chuck it away. But maybe next time you'll do a better job and you'll learn some things, you know. And, and I think that's that's what I learned about and I'm still learning about writing is that I needed to go through that process of writing that story Definitely. To, to, to learn some things and to, to keep trying improving on it. So, so what helped me improve actually was... Um, about well when was it about 2009 um I really felt the Lord wanted me to go to Bible college so I did that Uh, and I had to do a heap of writing at Bible college loads of essays and you know which I really enjoyed doing but that helped me again to keep learning how to write and as I say I'm still learning today but um not that well I suppose about two years ago I started to do a blog which was the idea of the four-minute devotions. Um, and those are really like short, uh, really, you know, one page of A4 type thing, 200, about sort of 500 words, that kind yeah. of thing. We're trying to, trying to put a message which is written 
you know, where you try to write it well, but but put a message together in about 500 words uh, and try and make it interesting and try and make it impact people and that kind of thing. That really was a good thing for me to do, to develop as a writer, as well as hopefully it was a blessing for people to read them. So, you know, it's looking for opportunities to keep improving and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my journey as a writer and and um, still still very much wanting to learn you know and 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 grow and get better well that's so good so I must say I'm not quite a sci-fi fan but I love what you said in the beginning about your whole writing thing being a process and a journey yeah because you know many times when God tells us to do something when God puts something on our hearts it can be pretty intimidating because we're like I can't do this I can't do that there's so many things I have to learn but yeah Again, as you said, it's a process, and along the process, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, you're going to yeah, fail, yeah. Um, and that kind of links to your book, you know, these mistakes, these failures don't just, they're not seasons that are wasted, they're not seasons no. that are insignificant, but no, they're seasons where we need to look back on and be like, what's God trying to teach me in this situation, yeah. what can I learn in the situation, so yeah. your book, looking back to move forward, embracing setbacks with greater fruitfulness is about going through a journey and facing our setbacks and our past mistakes, our past failures. But this idea is, you know, so different to the message that the world tells us and, you know, that the people around us tell us how we should leave the past in the past and, you know, not bring up past hurt, past pain. So why do you think these messages are so different? Uh, I think because uh, I think I think sometimes it can be painful to to look back. You yeah. know, it can be hard. You know, because sometimes we have to realize mistakes we've made. You know, so most Christian homes, I think, would be like this: that uh, you're taught that if you've done something wrong, that you're taught to to go to the person and say, "I'm sorry." you know um but that's hard right yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 hard to admit you've done something wrong and it's 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 hard to say I'm sorry to people you know but I think that that grows something in us that grows some maturity in us to do that you know um and I think that's kind of a, perhaps a, a, an illustration of of what this book is about not that the book is all about saying I'm sorry but the book is about sometimes facing things that have happened in the past so that we can grow through them and become even more fruitful you know and um one of the one of the scriptures that really spoke to me um was uh in John chapter 15 where Jesus talks about being a vine you know like a vine that grows grapes you know and, and he says I'm the vine and my father's the gardener and he talks about branches in me, he says, you know, so we're like, you know, if we've, if we have a relationship with God through Jesus, um, you know, if we've said sorry for our sins and yeah. asked him to come into our lives, um, then we're kind of built into that vine, you know, we, we become part of that vine, right? Um, but Jesus says that the father, our father in heaven is like the gardener and, and a gardener, you know, sometimes um, we'll, we'll trim plants, right? Mm. Uh, I, I, so I'm actually a terrible gardener. Me too, don't worry. Some people love gardening. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I love the beauty of, um, you know, nature and stuff, but I'm a terrible gardener. Um, but anyway, people tell me that if you want to um, 
make some plants grow really well, then you've got to you've got to get these things called secateurs to clip, you know, you've got to cut bits off and, you know, and that makes it grow better. Right. And um, and that's what Jesus is saying in this parable. He's saying that my father is the gardener and he will trim or he will clean or he will you know, cut mm. um, some branches so that they become even more fruitful. And, and what he's saying is that, you know, sometimes stuff happens in our lives. Yeah. Or sometimes we make sometimes we make mistakes or sometimes things just don't work out. You know, whatever it is, it's things that we don't feel very good about. But actually, that might be that might be God just trimming us a bit. Mm. Right. And and uh, so that we will be even more fruitful, you know, and, and if we if we do what sometimes the world tells us, which is just to say, ah, oh, forget about it. I'm just moving on. Yeah. You know, no, you know better, better to be. I'm not going to dwell in the past. I'm just moving on. If we do that, then we miss the chance of God building stuff into our hearts Definitely. that will make us more fruitful. Yeah. And so uh, that's I decided I, I, I well, I really felt God wanted me to write about that. You know, so what does it mean to go back and think about things and to invite the Holy Spirit in and to, to you know, read the word of God and, and to, to invite God to help us process stuff that hasn't gone well so that we'd be even more fruitful? You know, what does it mean to do that? And that's what I talk about in the book. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. I think majority of us don't like going through setbacks, don't like going through hard seasons. But as you said yeah. before, you know, I said this on my podcast um, recently that sometimes, you know, we're so focused on what's going on with our circumstances, what's going on outside of us. But yeah. sometimes the Lord is more interested in what's going on inside of us, our character yeah. and how we're developing yeah. and growing to look more like his son, Jesus. And you said something in the beginning about how this whole journey of reflecting and looking back the past, it's a journey. It's a process with the Holy Spirit. And you said that, um, you know, some people don't like to go on this process, don't like to reflect back on the past because it brings back past memories of hurt, of shame, mm. of guilt. Mm. But one of the things yeah. you said in your book that really stood out to me was that we need to go to the start of our stories. Yeah. Go to the start yeah. of your stories where you first became a child of God, where it was just yeah. you and Jesus. And then you can revisit those uncomfortable memories with a fresh revelation of who you are in Christ, because you're no longer revisiting those memories with the mindset of, oh, I'm a victim. Oh, I, I messed up. Yeah. I'm a failure. But no, I'm a child of God. I yeah, am amen. more than a conqueror. I'm not. Yeah. I'm the head, not the tail, you know. And so yeah. it just helps yeah. you shift your perspective and see um, the situation, yeah. how God would see the situation, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say that's so wise, Randy. You, know, you, you, you put all that together really well. That is amazing. Thank yeah. You. And I think, um, uh, I think, you know, what you were saying about it's easy to kind of have a victim mentality, you know, mm. uh, stuff happened to me and it's other people's fault and blah, blah, blah. But I think, uh, and, and not to diminish that, you know, because sometimes stuff happens to us that is other people's fault and, you know, sometimes things can be really, really painful. But I think what the Lord wants is that he wants us, as you absolutely say, to go back to the start where it was just me and him and he wants to take us by the hand and take us into the, those places, even those places that, you know, where someone else has 
wronged us yeah. but he wants to take us into those places and we and and he wants to be with us in those places and help us to make sense of them recognizing that he is sovereign and he's got some purposes that he wants to um, put into place definitely amen so um one of the things you also said in your book was if we're going to make good and safe progress moving forward we must look behind can you give us some advice can you give people advice on what that actually looks like like an example like uh, yeah so um i think um well let's take an example where we know we've done something wrong um uh so i shared earlier you know it's uh, our parents uh maybe taught us to to put things right by saying i'm sorry you know yeah. and um you know i think that's probably a good example is where we know we've done something wrong to, to, to really try and restore those relationships with somebody that we've wronged, you know, not to just say, oh, right, yeah, you know, sorry, you know, but to actually go back and say, you know, from the heart, like, you know, I shouldn't have said that to you and I was out of, you know, I was out of order when I did that, you know, please forgive me, I'm really sorry, you know, to really say it from the heart. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to not be afraid to, to be humble, I guess. And, and I guess in other situations where we've maybe made a mistake that isn't kind of a mistake where we need to be saying sorry to somebody, but maybe we just look back and we think, oh, I didn't do that very well. I wish I'd done that better. You know, sometimes uh, I've, I'm trying to think of an example where that's happened. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of times when I have... Um, preached a sermon right I've, I've been in church and I preached a sermon and I've sat down afterwards and I thought oh I didn't do a very good job you know mm. that was pretty that was pretty rubbish <laughs> that was terrible you know I'm surprised everybody didn't walk out you know uh, so that was a rubbish sermon right you know and you sit down you know there's, there's nobody to say sorry to right I just I just feel I didn't do a very good job and um so what do you do about that well what I've done in those kind of situations where I know I've not done a very good job with something is I've just gone back to the Lord and I've said, Lord, how can I do better next time? You know, just, just help me to think this through, you know, was it that I didn't prepare well enough or was it just that i still did the best I could, but it just wasn't a very good job and I just need to forgive myself for not, you know, um, or maybe it's pride, you know, maybe I wanted to, um, um, you know, do this and maybe it's my pride that was hurt you know and 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 just in inviting the lord in to say lord show me what's really going on in my mind show me what's going on in my heart so that i can just deal with this and uh, and then do better next time you know so it's it's that process of inviting him in you know yeah and saying god god help me as i think this through help me as i pray it through definitely and i love how you know in a moment where you messed up you didn't like hide or run away from God but you you drew closer to him and you went up to God and you were like okay God I messed up please help me because if you think about this this life it's a journey and it's a journey with God and so whenever we mess up we can just go back to God and ask him to help us and I also think that as we reflect on our past and our mistakes and our setbacks and our seasons of disappointments we need to seek God we need to seek God intentionally and one of the ways you mentioned that you did this in your book was you fasted. So how did that fast help you with this whole journey of learning to move forward? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
can I say, I'm not very good at fasting. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm pretty terrible at it, you know, but I know it's in the Bible and I know it's important. Um, so I don't want to, um, I don't want people to think that I'm this fantastic person who's up on a mountain fasting for 40 days, um, you know, because that's not me. <laughs> yeah. um, but I know it's, it's something that's important. Um, I, I, um, one of the reasons I'm not very good at it is because I love food right and um I don't I don't like yeah I don't like missing out on food but I think the Lord showed me some things about fasting when I was writing the book um which is that it's 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 not about not eating food I, I mean you know you do fast um um but that that isn't the focus the focus is you're spending time with God yeah you know and and you are you know either eating less food or having a break from eating food or whatever, you know, it's different types of fasts, obviously. Um, but the focus is not that. The focus is you're spending time with God. Definitely. And um, and and um, I'm not an expert in this, but the few times I've done it, I found that there is a, a greater clarity in my praying that I can focus more on the important things that I feel I should be praying about. And sometimes, you know, just giving space to God you know you're not rushing off and being busy yeah. but you're actually saying and that's the other thing about fasting and praying I think is that you're you're putting other stuff aside and you're saying you know this this time and space with God is really important mm. and so I'm, I'm not going to rush into something else and so in that space you know you can really work things through you can really pray about stuff and and I found sometimes you know that um, I'm praying about something and then I'll just get a thought like a random thought in my head about something and I think oh my word that's exactly that's the wisdom I needed that's what I need to do about this situation it, just because this random thought went in my head and I believe that was the Holy Spirit you know but um, those kind of things don't happen to me very much if I'm busy yeah you know sometimes you need to test, take time out to spend with God um, I mean obviously you've got to be careful about random thoughts you know they, mm. they've got to be if something you know if the random thought is um go next door and steal your neighbor's car <laughs> then that's nothing God. probably yeah right <laughs> uh so it's got to line up with the word of god but you know the bible talks about words of wisdom doesn't it mm. you know and i think you know when we're praying we can expect to get words of wisdom about the stuff we're praying about and yeah there's been a few times um where that's happened and i thought oh well that yeah that's that's exactly what i need to do praise god Definitely. I love what you said. Um, the fasting isn't necessarily about not eating. It's more mm. about taking the distractions out of your life and, you yeah. know, focusing on God. Because if you think yeah. about it, there are like so many different voices, so many different noises in the world. And sometimes it's hard to focus on God. And, you know, yeah. we're always wondering, why isn't God speaking to me? Why isn't God answering our prayers? But, you know, yeah. I believe that God does speak to his people. It's just sometimes we don't pay enough attention to notice it yeah and so i definitely think fasting um is very important for us to do even yeah. if sometimes we're not very good at it <laughs> and, and being in the word of god in those times as well yeah. you know because sometimes we can just read something in the, in the bible um during those times of, of prayer and fasting and you you read something you've read a hundred times before and then today you read it and you think i never saw that before 
yeah it just speaks yeah. to you in a totally different light it's so yeah. crazy it's like wow yeah. it's like your eyes are just open to something brand new it's so crazy um yeah. so in your book you said how some of your past mistakes are cured because you didn't take the word of god seriously so how has understanding the fear of god in your life helped you not only reflect on those mistakes but actually learn from them yeah the fear of god yes yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a biggie, isn't it? I was actually thinking about the fear of God recently. And um, are you aware of the, the the line, the witch in the wardrobe, the so stories? It's a movie. Well, it is a movie, but originally it was a, a series of books called The Chronicles of Narnia. Right? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I do know um, them. Yeah, yeah. All right. So C.S. Lewis. So C.S. Lewis was uh, an English um, writer very bright guy and uh, he became a Christian later in life and when he was a Christian he wrote a whole whole load of Christian books including these stories so he wrote these stories when he was a Christian and you'll know that the line the witch in the wardrobe is kind of an allegory you know it's like a parable of 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 Jesus and the church and you know uh, and, and that sort of thing and um, he does this brilliant way of describing the fear of God, um, where he, his, his character in his stories to represent Jesus is a lion, right? Yeah. And you know, in the, you know, in the Bible, Jesus is the lion of Judah. Mm. Um, but in these stories, um, the person of Jesus is, is a lion called Aslan. All right. And when you think about a lion, you know, nobody wants to be up close to a lion. No, right? never. Because a, because a lion is scary, yeah. you know, and 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 I remember years ago, uh, you're you're in you're in South Africa, aren't you? Yes, I am. Um, so I remember years ago, I was in Kenya, so a bit north from where you are, um, and and I was in a uh, a nature reserve where they had some lions, and I was taken around um, uh, walking around this nature reserve, and there were some lions behind the fence, right? But it was a, it was just a metal fence, you know. It, yeah. uh, it, it wasn't a big sort of glass thing. It was just a metal fence, and I was this close to a lion, you know, and uh, and it was supposed to be asleep. But as I as I walked past, it woke it sort of woke up. You know, mm. I don't think it was asleep, and it sort of went, <laughs> you know, like this. And I thought, I am this close to having my my head bitten off you know but you know it wasn't going to happen because it was behind a fence yeah. but it made me realize how scary lions are you mm. know and and i think that's interesting that the writer of these books cs lewis chose a lion to represent jesus because Jesus isn't somebody you mess with. No. Right? You know, when Jesus was around, um, the demons feared him. Mm. They were afraid of him. Um, and, you know, um, we talk about Jesus being our friend, and absolutely he is. Um, and we talk about him being our Lord, and absolutely he is. But, you know, if we were to see him in all his glory, we would fall on our faces. Yeah. Uh, in in right fear you know in uh, in other words he's not somebody to be messed with you know because of his absolute mercy and grace mm. we can be a friend but he's not somebody you mess with yeah definitely. and 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 I and 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 that's kind of starting to think about the fear of God you know and in this story one of the characters is is asking questions about Aslan the lion and she says you know is he safe you know 
And the answer is no, he's not safe, but he's good. Yeah. You know, in other words, in other words, he's he's still somebody that you wouldn't want to mess with, but he's good, you know. And and I don't know about about you, but somebody who's like that, who's somebody you don't want to mess with, yeah. right? But they're good. Well, I want them on my side. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah. But I also don't want to upset them either. No, know, no, but, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um you know, I think I think sometimes people diminish God to being their buddy, yeah, without realizing that He is a fearful, awesome God, yeah, that we need to we need to bow down before, um, as well as being a friend, as well as being somebody who loves us deeply. You know, so I've I found that helpful sometimes, particularly if if you know if we make a mistake because of sin, because we've done something wrong, we know we shouldn't have done. You know, we need to come to God knowing he's a fearful God and knowing he does judge sin. Now, thankfully, he forgives our sin because of what Jesus did on the cross. Yeah, definitely. Um, But people who haven't asked Jesus to forgive them of their sins, they've got to face a fearful God, Mm. Um, you know, and that's why we we need to tell people about Jesus as much as we can. I love what you said because I just, I feel like we forget (laughs) that Jesus is someone that needs to be feared. Because you're yeah. right, sometimes we we treat him as our buddy-buddy. We're like, no, I'm just going to do this sin. Jesus won't mind. But we just forget those small things. So I do think I love what you said. I think it's something that we definitely need to remember. Yeah. So going back to um, this theme of reflecting back on our past mistakes, um, can you give us advice on where to find balance? Because on one side, you get people that might be too hard on themselves and you know might dwell on their past mistakes and you know just be really hard on themselves on the other side you get people who you know might reflect on their past mistakes but won't learn anything or grow any fruits yeah I think it's um as we as we grow through life I think we discover how God has wired us don't we how God has made us yeah and 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 it's helpful to to recognize who you know what kind of person I am right so and to pray about that Lord what kind of a person am I and you know we may be uh, one of those two people that you describe you know we may be somebody who really beats us so you know we might beat ourselves up every time we make a mistake yeah um, now, now I'm a bit like that if I'm honest I'm the sort of person that if I make a mistake I am saying oh you idiot you know shouldn't have done that you know I'm really beating myself up and you and you're right. There'd be others who, who who never acknowledge a mistake, and they and and to a certain extent, that's that's their personality. So I think I think one recognize your personality and then deal with it, right? So if your personality is like the second person who finds it hard to admit their mistakes, you know, maybe maybe the prayer there is, Lord, you know, help me develop a humble heart so yeah. I can hear those things and respond appropriately. For a person <clears throat> maybe a bit more like me who uh, really beats myself up if I've made a mistake, um, I have to recognise that I have an enemy, the devil, mm. that can can really play with that. You know, so so some of the battles I have will be I might have made a mistake and I might have said sorry to the Lord uh, about that uh, and it's dealt with, but then it will keep coming back, right? And if I don't recognise that's the enemy at work, then I'm just going to keep putting myself down, keep putting myself down. Yeah. But but I've, I've learned to sort of say, okay, all right, I know the Lord's forgiven me. So devil, you be gone in Jesus' name. 
yeah i'm forgiven i'm moving on you know so yeah i think i think it's recognizing your personality and then if you if you know you've dealt with something and you know the lord's dealt with those things in your heart then to be able to say okay i know i can move on i'm not going to keep i'm not going to keep sitting here yeah god's forgiven me i'm moving on amen Well, Pastor Terry, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having this conversation with me. I really did have such an amazing time having this conversation. As we come to an ending, can you tell us where to find you, your social media platforms and all that good stuff? Yeah, thanks, Rumbi. I've really enjoyed talking to you. You are a very good interviewer, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. One of the best. Um, so uh, so uh, my uh, my website is actually my name. That's not very humble, is it? Um, but anyway, that is. It's, it's my name. So it's terrynightingale.com, T-E-R-R-Y-N-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-A-L-E.com. The, you can access the four-minute devotions on podcast. So they're just short, Christ-centered, just dives into the scriptures, uh, kind of word for the day uh, to help people get in the scriptures every day. So that that you can access them on the website um, or you'll find them on, um, you know, um, Apple and Google and all the, you know, iTunes, all the normal places, you should be able to find them there as well. So yeah, that's, that's where to find me if anyone's interested. Well, guys, I will put all Pastor Terry's social media links and I'll also put the information of where to find his book in the description of this video. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, never forget, Jesus loves you. Peace.